Okay. Um, right. So, welcome to the... Why is it so much louder now? All of a sudden it's loud. I don't know. Is it just because we're loud? We're louder now because... Recordy voice. We're we're doing we're doing projection. Welcome to the news. I mean, it's gonna be personal news. Yeah, well, it's lots of personal news. Welcome to the retro breakdown. It's been a week. Tom's not here. Jesse is. My computer's not. <laughs> and neither is any of my data or anything else. So we're recording this week's episode on Jesse's PC. So if the recording quality sounds different, that's because it is. We're using a different PC, a different microphone. We're in a different room. Everything's different, and we're just making it work. Uh, okay. It will. It should only be for this week. I'm getting my PC back, like, tomorrow, but... You could explain what happened. It died. Well, I mean, I don't know if it died. <laughs> I. We took the advice of a salesman who said, yeah, your motherboard is going. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's a Would long... you like to buy a new computer? It's a long story. Um, so, like, some two years ago, my graphics card died. And you went out and managed to get a launch day three, uh, 3060 Ti, which at, like, actual launch retail price which is incredible because you're like the only person in the last two years to do that until recently. GPU prices went back down. Um, so that happened, and then I installed it in my in my current PC, soon to be former PC, <laughs> and it kind of fit mostly, but I'm pretty like I had to do some some a little bit of brute force to get it to slot into the PCI slot, and. Pretty sure I, like, bent or damaged the motherboard in some small way. Because as soon as I finished doing that, I started getting, like, beep codes off of it. And it started being weird. And it's just kind of been doing that for a couple of years. And I've been like, well, it's probably fine. Because it mostly just runs anyway. And then this weekend, it, like, lately the fan's been buzzing. And it's like, yeah, the bearings are probably going in your fan. So that probably needs... And then... The other day, I just went to start it up, and it's like, no, I'm just going to not do that. I'm just not going to start up. And it started, like, I turned it on, and it would click on, and then the fan would start spinning up, and then it would click off. And we took it in to Micro Center for a repair, mm. and they said two things. One was, I can't be sure until we run an actual diagnostic on it, but based on what you've described, it sounds like your motherboard might be going and I was like, that's consistent with what I have looked up about why I'm getting the beep code that I'm getting. I've kind of suspected there might be some damage to the motherboard for a while. And frankly, my processor is bad and can't run Elden Ring. So <laughs> I've been looking for an excuse to upgrade my PC for a while anyway. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, also, we're totally swamped with repairs right now. So you're looking at like two weeks before we even start. And I'm like, there is no way I can go two weeks without, without, um, not just because I did for like this podcast or like streaming and video creation, all that stuff, but I literally just need it for work. Like all of my work is done through the, like, it's, that's my total, that's my lifeline to everything that I do. So it was like, well, the repairs are going to take like two weeks before we can even start on it. Or... We can do a rebuild, take your good stuff out of this PC, you buy some new stuff, you pay us to rebuild it, and it'll be done by Tuesday. 
which is, that is to say, the Tuesday that this podcast will be coming out on. So I was like, yeah, okay, having it, having no PC for like three or four days is a lot better than like three to four weeks. Because it was two weeks to diagnose the problem, until you could diagnose it. Then Two weeks to start diagnosing the problem. And we had been talking for a long time. I had honestly been looking at pre-builds, because I got a pre-build over this one. And we've also been shopping for a new laptop, because dude is literally rolling with a tooth laptop from grad school. So, time for a new Shout out to Windows 7. Yeah. Time for new computer components or, or, or build anyway was approaching. Just sort of worked out. So this weekend, that happened. That was Saturday that that happened. It is now Monday as we record this for this podcast that will come out on Tuesday. Um, on Friday, we uh, we had to call out a plumber to take a look at a uh, what is clearly a water stain from a leak on our kitchen ceiling below the uh, below the bathroom. Turned out below the shower mm-hmm. of our bathroom on the third floor. Um, and we uh, we called them out, and they fixed that. It needed a new shower drain. That cost money. <laughs> that cost, like, big adult money to fix. And then there, now there's just a hole in our ceiling. And now there's a hole in our ceiling, which will also cost big adult money to fix. But that's probably going to happen tomorrow. Possibly today. Make sure you're... Make sure... <clears throat> and also, I, like, amidst all this... Before I realized I was going to have to replace my desktop PC, I also bought a new laptop because we'll probably be traveling later this year and I'll need that to work while I'm not at home. So all of that happened within like a couple of days and that's why I'm recording on Jesse's PC to to put this podcast out to you on schedule despite the fact that I have like no working computers in my own employ right now. Yes, to only what we have decided to call infrastructure week yes. at our house. Because literally, what else could be broken? Fix. Well, I mean, you are talking. You have been talking about uh, taking the car in for. A- yeah, the car's got a squeaky belt mm-hmm. and maybe a leaky tire. So that, that's happening this week. Uh, so just a just a full outflow of cash this week <laughs> to all the repairs for all of the things. The plumber was like, "Hey, let me take a look at that water heater." Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, man. That thing's probably about to go. You should probably consider getting a new water heater and an HVAC. That's yeah. going to cost you, I don't know, $13,000. And we're like, wait, hold on a minute. I know we said we were spending some money this week, but we're not yeah, no, looking like, to spend that. We, I am not looking to get into the five-digit range on spending <laughs> this week. No, thank you, please. So now that we know that those are ticking time bombs, that's fun to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for it to be like negative five degrees outside in the furnace today. <laughs> really big looking forward to that. So how's your week, everyone? Yeah. Welcome welcome, welcome once again to the Retro Breakdown. I'm your host, Time Wanderer, complaining about adult money issues with my wife, Jessie, who is currently waiting for my computer to get back so she can keep playing Dark Souls. That's right. I would like to continue. I have been jonesing for it. And quite frankly, we're going to have to do it because... We're out of videos. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be no video going up on Friday if we don't record something. So it's got to happen. The good news is I'm going to have a 12th gen Intel processor, so I can probably record... I can probably uh, render those videos in like half the time. That's right. So that'll be cool when it gets here. 
assuming all of the data isn't wiped because didn't ask them to I save it. I did not ask them to back up the data because that would have cost more money. And... But he did say, "Do you have a Windows build on it?" And we were like, "Yeah, there's a Windows build on the SSD. Please yeah. don't touch it. Just leave everything there, please." I have Windows 10, and I like it that way. Please don't give me 11, please, please. Plus, yesterday he texted me, the repair guy, and was like, Hey, uh, do you happen to have the cables for the power supply? Because, oh, you know, yeah, we need those to, because we were keeping the power supply because and all that. Yeah, it's it was nice. Like, it's not as expensive as if I had bought an entirely new computer with entirely new computers. Because, like, my power supply and my graphics card and some of my RAM and the hard drives and stuff... That that could all be like that could all be transferred over. All that stuff was still good, but we are putting a new um, water cooler and a new uh, SSD. And they're like we there's more like fans and more cooling stuff on it. So the GPU needs more cables. Do you still have the cables that came with it? And luckily I did, but we had to make another trip down to Micro Center <laughs> to deliver those yesterday. In addition to the initial one to take it down on Saturday, and also the trip we're gonna have to take down. To pick, pick up, up yeah. to pick up the the new PC build and also the sh the sad shell of all of my busted shit that they didn't transfer over. He did get a nice case for once. For once, with a cool little door that you open up, you just pop it open. It's just way it's just way easier to get into it. Way easier. Your the case was well, let's just be honest. It was cheap. It, I bought it because it was cheap. Yeah. It was just a black box. That's right. It's been a week. It's been like that was like three days. It's been like three days, and it's been, and we won fifty bucks on a scratch off ticket. Yeah, that, so that was yesterday. nice. Little, <laughs> we did spend twenty. We've been on this weird kick. We go for a nice long walk and walk over to the gas station, buy some snacks, which defeats the purpose of the walk, and yep. then also spend twenty dollars on scratch offs in the vending because yep. they allow you to do that in a vending machine. Yep. And you can even just, if you win, you can just go back to that same vending machine, scan the ticket, and buy more tickets because let's enable it. Because gambling, <laughs> big gambles. So it was like a month or two ago, we went in and they were like, oh, they got scratch-offs that are like bingo. That seems fun. How, like, tell me you're getting old without telling me you're getting old. Ooh, bingo! Yeah. Bingo on a scratch-off? So we, we did a couple of those and it took, it takes you longer than like the requisite three seconds to scratch the normal tickets off. Right. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. And then you win $2 or another ticket and you're like, okay. You literally never the, win Actually, the, the way this whole thing started was the mail. Mm -hmm. In the mail, I got a thing from the Ohio Lottery that was like, hey, 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 take this into the, your local retailer and get possibly win $100,000 mm -hmm. or a free lotto ticket right, or, or, free, or, or free $3 or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I took it in and they're like, you get $3. I was like, for free? Well, yeah, do you want to get tickets with it? I'm like, okay. Might as well. So you get the ticket and then you win and you're like, wait, this feels pretty good. Oh, No. <laughs> Can I'm I buy twenty dollars worth of battleship tickets? <laughs> that one's pretty fun. Oh god! And you know they're going after us because it's like, let's see what new tickets are available. Price is right. Battleship, Monopoly, freaking what's the other? I was Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, come on! They're going was, after people our age. I was gonna say, are they going after us or are they going after old bull? And then it hit me. They're old. Yeah, they both. <laughs> The answer is both. So that's what that's what it's we're really up to like Gen week. X. Gen X, right? We're not Largely, Gen X, but, but we're close. We're getting into that range. We're getting okay. We're getting into the age range where the targeting of Gen X is actually starting to include us. Yeah. 
Because, like, that sort of, like, 35 to 49 grouping mm-hmm. includes us now. And we used to associate that with Gen X, but it's us now. Uh, getting ready Gen for X, the Meta, Metamucil coupons. And then... Gen X <laughs> is starting to move into the boomer category. Because cause age. Anyway, Rumbleverse is pretty fun, right? Rumbleverse, Rumbleverse is, is fun. fun. Let's not talk about our inevitable demise right now. Yeah. Like, what else is going on aside from uh, aside from from dumb real life stuff and sports teams? Yeah, we. Yeah, that's right. We're playing fantasy football. Not that many of you will care about, but we are doing that. I used to be really, really into football so much so that I was actually a professional writer. Um. And actually, like, doing that for a while kind of killed my passion for it for a long time. Made it kind of, like, difficult to enjoy as a casual fan. Because, like, every time I watched it, I would move into, like, analysis mode. And... Spoiler alert, he still does He still does that, apparently. Yeah. I don't, really. Not to the same, like, not to the same Literally, degree. you have pulled up a highlight footage and then gotten out of the bed to point at the screen and tell me what a play is doing. You've done that. Mr. Analysis Man. I mean, I... Not in I'm the not same saying way. you're wrong. <laughs> not in the same way, I guess, but... But, like, in my own mind, I can <laughs> appreciate just watching without having to feel like it's work, is what I'm saying. So, there was I'm a... I'm just busting you, Chad. I think it's really cute, actually. When you get up and I'm like, oh, I should just give him a pointer. <laughs> give me, like, the baton? Yeah. The, um... Yeah, so there was a whole there was a whole thing where we we were running a fantasy football league for years, and um, no. I was running it through my Yahoo account, which was hacked by Russians several years back. Um, <laughs> no, like no joke, like literally just completely lost access to my Yahoo account, just gone. I contacted uh, I contacted like Yahoo um, support, and they were like, "Here's what to do if you forgot your password." It's like, no, you don't understand. Someone got into my account, changed my recovery email and all of my information, and now I cannot access the... So it's just gone now, and has been for years. And I was thus unable to view the Fantasy Football League through that account. And so I tried a different... I tried to open a different one, and everyone complained about it. So I was like, fine, y'all just do it yourself. So I quit and stopped playing for like, what, probably five years. And then, like, last minute, your uh, sister-in-law was like, Hey, does, does Dean want to play fantasy football this year? We need people. And I was like, fine. So we're doing it now, and it's fun. I'm 3-0. and Yeah? Most. I, and you, depending the results of the C game, but I, I, I think I'm 3-0. I, I think it's almost guaranteed. You're going to lose, but that's okay. Yeah, I might. Probably. I have a better chance than your opponent does. What were we saying? I don't know. We're just talking about life's... <laughs> It's hard to talk about video games right now because I've not been able to play very many of them because all of this up, like, I keep, the whole weekend, like, I worked so hard all weekend and I, it was supposed to be, like, or all week, rather, and it was supposed to be, like, okay, time for big, relaxing weekend time because I worked super hard, got ahead of all my deadlines, we did the whole Final Fantasy fourteen thing, which I'll talk about in a minute because I just remembered that was a thing that ended like four days ago but it feels like three weeks um and i was like okay i'm just gonna take a bunch of days and just not do anything and just relax and that's what this week 
And then it's like, okay, here's an entire day of, of plumbing repairs and a dude to come out and tell you that you need to drop five digits on new HVAC stuff because you're a homeowner now and that's what you do. So that's one day. Day two, computer's dead. Run out to Micro Center, shop for parts, do a new build. Get a boba. Day three, uh, watch your sports team lose in heartbreaking fashion. Then find out that the the computer tech that you took your stuff to yesterday to do the build doesn't have all the pieces, so you have to run back out. Then we decide to do some grocery shopping on the way back. Then we go for a walk, and then it's dark. So that was my relaxing three-day weekend. And now we're recording this podcast, and I have to do meetings after this. So it's been a good, it's good, good. It's been good. And as soon as I get my computer back, I have to jump right back into work because now I'm behind again. Welcome to adulthood. It sucks. (laughs) Adulting sucks. The only good thing about it is that I adulted so hard last week that we actually had enough money to deal with all the crap that happened this weekend without being, like, completely underwater. Which is nice, but damn. Seriously, damn. It was a lot, you know. But it, it happens. I don't know you what else like, to say. I don't know what else to say about trying it. Trying to console me. This is a completely different podcast right now, where it's just like it's like a therapy hour. It's supposed to be. A, How did that make you feel? It feels bad. It all feels bad. Hey, I want to go back to Final Fantasy and talk about that now. We forget to do that. Yeah, that's good. So tell me, what did you think? You spent nine days, love nine loving days with Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, the critically acclaimed MMO. Don't think for a minute I'm not blaming it for killing my computer.
I mean, it really maxed out your settings. Final Fantasy really I, challenged your P2 performance. I will admit, like, given the stuff that I normally play on my PC, like, I was playing Ribbon a few week, weeks or months ago. Like, that game's 25, 30 years old. Like, yeah, FF14, actually one of the more resource-demanding games that I generally play on that thing. It, I mean, it didn't... Re- Half of it was them. <laughs> yeah, so, the 14 is fine. I've, I've had a few days away from it. I've thought about it a bit. I, I think the running theme through the whole gameplay experience is everyone saying, yeah, this part of the game sucks, it gets better later. And it's like... It's not that I don't believe that to be true. I absolutely do. We've seen we've seen games where like the you know it starts kind of slow and then gets really good later. We've seen anime and shows where like the first season is a little you know is all right. It's kind of just you know going through the motions and then later on it's like okay no it's really good now. Like I get it. I we've seen it before. I I believe that it improves upon, because this is basically like beta first go, well, technically second, Realm Reborn. They literally killed the original game because it was too bad, and then remade it to be better, and then this is the better version before they made it, like, better, better subsequent expansions. Sure. But yeah, it's not that I don't believe that it gets better later. It's just that I spent about 35 hours in that game and got what a lot of people are saying is about halfway through A Realm Reborn, which is the bad part. You need to take that? Nope. Um, And it's like, yo, listen, MMOs in general are meant for, like... The intention is that you devote a significant portion of your life to this. Like, they are not games for you to pick up and put down in 15, 20 hours, right? They are they are there for you to play several days a week for years. Like, I know, like, the, the people behind it have said, like, oh, yeah, we're totally cool with people who, like, we think you should be able to pick it up for a month and play it a lot, and then drop it for six months until the next content patch comes out, and then pick it back up, and play it a bunch, and then put it... And if you catch up with all of the content, I'm sure you can do that. But I'm not really interested in a game that asks you to invest, like, 50, 70, 80 hours in a game of mediocre to get to the good stuff, when my normal gaming cadence is just play something that's good when you start and be done with it in 15 hours and it just have been good the whole time. I think this is also... MMOs suffer from this that large-scale games suffer from. How long can we keep people immersed in the gameplay without them feeling bored to something else? Let's put in mini-games and, and all that stuff. I think GTA kind of really bad is like how much crap can we create game yeah then of course skyrim and fallout all of these game mounts of side quests and things and jrpg loaded to the brim with stuff sure where if you like the world and you like the gameplay mechanic which is key here if it you like key. the yes. way that the game plays if it's a shooter and you like the make the shooter right. like destiny then you'll play those stupid fetch quests regardless of of how boring the story parts are because you enjoy the feedback loop that you get from the game However, 
with Final Fantasy, I also went through a large portion of the demo and just, I couldn't get into it either because I played Destiny for several years mm -hmm. and got used to the expectation of, it's not necessarily about cooldowns aside from super right. and punching yeah. and all that stuff. All of those things have cooldowns, but you still are required to be able to find your way around, mm -hmm. aiming, dodging, thing, all of that stuff. Whereas what I found in FF14 that I played is like, Everything is tied down. Right. And limits how engaged yeah. in the actual combat. And that actually bleeds into the story. Yeah, I actually agree I completely. feel bored by the combat. And therefore, when I get a story element, I'm interested yeah. in what's happening to the, the, the monotony. That being said, I know when you go and everybody that's playing raids and does things together, when you're in a larger group and there's a coordination between one another, I know there's an element there. But specifically for Dean and for myself... I don't want to play in... And when I played Raids in Destiny, I was frequently the worst player on the team, and everybody was held back because of... That's a bad feeling. And it's a really terrible feeling. It makes me want to completely stop playing. Like, especially, Which you did. Yeah, I did stop. I, don't, I haven't played Destiny 2 in a long time. Every once in a while, I'll log in, and I'll barrage it with all of these crazy, like, fetch quests, go kill 20 guys on the Cosmodrome, and I'm like... You say every once in a while, but I don't think you fire that game up in, like... I think I fired it up once last year, and I I rolled around, uh, you know, on my sparrow in the Cosmodrome for a bit, and I was like, okay. Yeah. And I went to the uh -huh. tower, and then, like, I picked up, like, seven quests, and I broke up some weapons. I don't miss this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't miss playing this. I, yeah. I played that a lot with my brother, played a lot together, and we had a great time at the time. Right. But I also wasn't working a job that required me to play 60 hours a week what I'm doing. Same. And so I had the time to really invest into something like that. And Big that, same. That's the difference here with this game. Everybody's like, oh, it's raid night or this. I don't, I can't tell you if I have that day available. Because meetings happen on the weekend, evening, because I run an international organization that has people wanting to have a meeting at freaking seven or eight in the morning. So I don't have to worry as much about meetings as you do, but I would argue that I have to worry more about deadlines. Like you have deadlines, but I have deadlines like, every day, every week, every month that are always looming. And I never know when those are going to like really stack up and I have to just take a couple of days off and just not. Mm -hmm. And I think the big thing is like with an MMO or a game like this, where you have those sorts of like weekly events and stuff like that, it's the expectation. It seems to me is that like, this is going to take up the majority of your free time. Like your leisure time is going to go like largely towards and you want that do you like or do you want to do like a variety of other things with your leisure time do you rather do this with your leisure time than anything else and the answer for me is just absolutely under like not just because of what it is but because like when i it, my leisure time is at a premium and i want to do whatever is at like the top of my list of things to do for that leisure time like and it's Probably, it's never the same thing in consecutive days. I mean, that's not necessarily true, but, like, it, it shifts. It's not going to be the same thing every day for, like, two months. Yeah, and you have a lot of things you do normally veg out because you're sitting at your computer. And a lot of times, the things that you do to veg out involve getting away from the computer mm -hmm. because you've been there for, like, 12, 15 days. Right. And so that could be just staying on the bed watching YouTube. You Playing Rumbleverse, which is still at your computer, but it's you know, not on stream. It's you and I watching anime or shows together. 
uh, Mahjong on my phone. Or playing Mahjong on your phone. We can take a walk and go play Pokemon. Mm -hmm. We play Pokemon Go all this house. Little things, <laughs> yeah, right? you know, little things like that. And you have to be able to manage your stress and honestly, anxiety related to work. And when you work from home, it's harder and harder to get. So yeah, it's hard to distance. Setting, setting those boundaries is difficult. And if your game requires you to log on to complete what Destiny called dailies. Yeah. Literally, literally chores. Literally chores to and actually be with the most high level equipment, you know? If you got to complete the raid and whatnot every week to get the high level equipment to be able to do the story quest to be prepared for that, that's literally saying to the people who say, oh, I only play every once in a while, we don't care about it. You aren't the people who make the game. You don't matter, in my view. I mean... We want your buy-in. We want your daily two to three hour buy-in on our game. There is a there's a very important aspect of this that I didn't really think about until like day eight or nine of nine when I was thinking about like whether I would play this long term. And I was kind of waffling on it at first because I was having an okay time in the first couple of days until things started to slog a bit. Um, and I remembered this game costs like $15 a month to play. Like I was on the free trial version and didn't get anywhere close to the end of that content. But if you actually keep up with it and continue to play... It costs a monthly fee because they expect you to be in every month. They expect you to be in regularly. They expect you to spend so much time in the game that $15 a month is a reasonable price to pay to stay in that to stay in that environment. And when you think about it that way, like I'm thinking about like would I continue to play this game for free? For the next several months and the answer was like almost definitely no but the real question is would you continue to play this game and pay 15 dollars a month to do it and that's an even more visceral like almost cringing back from it no. see but i think it's also unfair to to considering what people had said was once you get past the tutorial stuff and you get into deep into the story and, and a lot of that stuff, you actually enjoy the game a lot more and you get drawn. Mm -hmm. So it's really unfair for us to sit here after playing the game, oh, what, 50, 60 years? Combined between two of us, yeah. I would say. To say, oh, it's not for us and ugh, gross. Like, people pay $15. Of... Honestly, $15 is a good price. It's I don't fine. have any issue with people who play this game and enjoy it. I'm just saying that I'm not one of them, and also that I have a viscerally negative reaction to the idea of, like, a recurrent cost for playing any video. I, I have a difficult time, like, even ponying up for, like, a special edition or DLC. I gotta buy the DLC for Lost Judgment, and I hesitate on it, because I'm like, maybe it'll go on sale in the next 48 hours or so? You're like that with every person. That's true. Just the reason we did as long as we did top. That is true. Or upgrade your piece. But, you know, call me old, but I, I do kind of prefer the idea of, like, I bought the game and now I own it and can play it. I mean, that's... And that is, that is the purchase. It's no longer the case with games, always. I mean, it's not the case with a lot of games. But Indie it is games. it is with the ones that I like. AAA games. I mean, even Mario Kart has a season pass or whatever. Which I've also not bought. Although, technically... The we family plan. Of, we, yeah, yeah, we do kind of have access to it. That's true. But I haven't actually played any of the tracks, so it kind of doesn't matter. So what did you think about the 14? That's a really interesting question, because I had just, just finished playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and they're very similar. 
Um, Xenoblade is obviously going for sort of an MMO-style battle system. Um, it's a little more flashy. There's a little more impact to it. Uh, the timing is... Uh, the, 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 I don't say the timing's more important because like timing your rotations in 14 is really, really important. But it feels a little different. It feels more like... Um, well, don't you have management of all your singular, singular character? You can switch between them, but... Um, you don't really hot swap between. But you can also set what you expect, right? Sort of like sort persona. Sort of, yeah. I mean, they honestly just kind of act like um, like other team members where they're just kind of like setting you up Are they Donald for and combos Goofy? and stuff. They're better than Donald and Goofy. They're smarter <laughs> than Donald and Goofy. Like, Mia actually heals you when you need to. Um, but it is still very much going for that. And, you know, I played, going back to the whole, like, I don't have the attention span to play a game for a thousand hours. I, it took me about 130 to finish Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I was very, very mentally done with it by the time I got to that point. Like, I did not, I thought I was going to roll into uh, Torna, which is the, like, sort of DLC prequel standalone game. Um, and I, it's probably going to take me months because I just don't want that style anymore. Um, the story was good. The world building was good. I liked the characters. The voice acting was actually surprisingly good, even though it forced me into English, which I'm going to do, but like, I actually, it actually really grew on me towards the end. Um, the structure of it was even, was even fun. The actual battle mechanics of it, which basically emulate a 14 or MMO style mechanic where you're basically using abilities on a cooldown was my least favorite part of the game. And 14s was basically like that, but more complex and less fun. Because there's more like Xenoblade, you've got basically three abilities um, split between three abilities split between three different, essentially personas that you have equipped at the same time. So basically nine abilities maximum at one. Um, and in 14, that number goes up to like 60, 100. It's a lot. I think I had like close to 20. I didn't have them all equipped and I was using about half of them, but it was, um, it's just like, there is something about MMO combat where all of the moves just kind of happen and there's no real, there's no impact. There's no like real there's no hit stop. There's no, like, there's no feel. There's hit stop gives you the feeling like this is something that ha comes up in fighting games or character action games where it's like if you hit someone with something really heavy and there's like a moment, there's that, like that little beat of impact where like right at the moment when the fist or whatever it is hits and it just like it feels good. It feels like it's that hit really hard. I think this actually. I had a conversation with someone recently. They said, after you play a Dark Souls game, you will view every single game differently, and it'll also kill some styles of game because you don't get the risk-reward payoff and way yeah. and the impact of this. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, after having beaten one and a couple bosses to two, there are some gameplay mechanics now that I'm just going to find boring because I worked my ass off to be able to play Dark Beat It. Yep. And I felt so cool when I was doing it. You were pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to lie, really, really cool. proud of myself for doing that. But now, you know, if I were to go play a shooter or something, it wouldn't. And some of the old stuff that I 
tended to play, if I go back and play that now, I think I would just not engaged in the same way. And so I kind of wonder if that is going to be the case for a lot of game. I don't think it's really going to affect my opinion turn-based because that's a different section. You know yeah, I mean? it's a totally... It's it... like a disconnect between your... In, in Dark Souls, it's your brain mates. Yeah. Your brain mates are working on all cylinders with your reaction time. Yes. And those things are a little bit different in, a, in an turn-based game. Your brain on correctly strategizing how to approach each turn. Yeah. And thinking ahead. Yeah, your brain is basically doing math and logistics. <laughs> yeah. And like, as compared to like, you know, reaction time in muscle memories. So I feel like that might, it in a, an MMO like 14, you're doing a lot of logistics. Mm -hmm. Like A lot of logistics. It's a logistical kind of thing. And it's less about, I mean, positioning can be important in terms of, Getting behind and attacking and stuff like that. I'm not saying that you, more you, so have, you in, have agency over your character. Then. More so in later battles, which I like, which mm -hmm. I am aware of. Yeah, we didn't get to that. A lot of yeah, a lot of the stuff that I got to didn't hire that. The one fight against Ifrit was an actual mechanic that I had to care about, where it's like, you know, here's a thing in the middle of the room, break it before you know this text line goes off or it's a full it's a full party wipe um that killed me a couple of times and i got really excited because i was like oh this is like the first time i've had to actually care that's the other thing too is like i have not really i went through the whole game and didn't really have to care about optimizing my mechanics so like my brain was completely not engaged because i was over leveled and everything was cheap and i could basically have for 98% of the fights that I got into, I could have stood in front of the enemy and walked away from my computer for 10 minutes and come back to it. Like... So you're talking like late game vampires are kind of... Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, except I didn't really have to do anything to build up to that point. I just, you know, I just happened to be 10 levels stronger. Not through any fault of my own. I'm just going through the, the story quest. But I have like a I have like an XP boost from apparently a low population server, and so got over leveled really quickly on accident. And I don't know how much of a difference that makes. Assume quite a bit, but it made the whole game really unengaging because it was so like that was another thing is I never had any reason to care about the mechanics, learn them, because I could just kind of steamroll everything that I looked at without effort. And the difference in like. The difference in, like, getting my rotation timing right, using the moves in the right order and all of that, basically was just the difference in, like, hey, do you want this battle to be over, you know, 30 seconds faster? And the answer is, of course, yes, but, like, it's never at risk. It got to the point where I was just sort of, like, standing there letting people hit me just so I could make jokes about it. It's basically me with my shield. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is 100% blocking fizz. You're hitting me with a spear and nothing is happening. Beat the crap out of you yeah. after you stop swinging. Ha ha, idiot. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that like looking for the, the challenge aspect of it and talking about like your, your sort of mental engaged game, I was really missing that. Whereas like you're getting that in spades with Dark Souls because you're engaged like every second. Because you can't let your guard down in that basically at all. I'm also just not into the aesthetic. A 14? Yeah. I really liked my character design. The fact that I could just have this, like, seven-foot-tall woman towering all over all of the, the story characters was actually, like, really... Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's... 
I don't know. It's, you know, anime, anime fantasy world. Some of the places are sort of interesting. You got your, your desert, you got your desert super capitalist town and your, your pirate kingdom and your, and your forest hippie town. And I'm sure if you play for another 500 hours, you could see a bunch more interesting places with even more interesting people. But again, like, the buy-in of, like, if you just play for another 50 hours, it gets really good, I promise. It's like night and day. It's like, in 50 hours, I could play three other games that would be that would start really good and get better by the end. And let's be real here, the backlog is strong. The backlog's real big. I was going to start Dragon Quest Eleven this weekend, which is becoming a broken record, because I think I've said it to Tom, like, eight times on, on different podcasts at this point. <laughs> Must start that Dragon Quest week, though. Literally. And then, like, it turned into Hell Weekend, so I didn't. But I might still do it today, honestly. What are you going to play this week, once you get your new PC off? The Lost Judgment PC, which is actually kind of hilarious, because I'm PC. Yeah. But you uh, need your PC to stream, so... I need the PC to stream. And then I think I'm I think I'm think finally going to do Disco. You got a Kuso match this weekend? Oh, God, I don't know. I might. I might have to. We have a wedding to go to this week. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, actually. But I haven't signed up for any of the previous, like, six weeks of matches, so I might... They might be upset with me. Better, you better funnel yourself into a hole there. I might be able to do it on Sunday. Sunday's a wedding. Oh, I thought it was Saturday. No, I'm pretty sure it's Sunday, but I'll... Well, this is kind of derailed. Do you want to just take a break and talk about Claymates? Sure. Love, would you like to read what's at the top of the, uh, the Wikipedia page for Claymates as a disambiguation? For fans of singer Clay Aiken, see Clay Aiken fans. Yeah, I forgot that was a thing. Uh, he had he had a name for his fans. It was Claymates. It was that. Well, I... Knowing what I know about him, I highly doubt that he came up with that. Or particularly embraced or endorsed it in any way. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. That's funny. It doesn't, like... That doesn't really sound like like him, I don't think. Um, but yeah, that's fun. Um, so, between all of the aforementioned, like, real-life meltdown stuff that happened in the last few days, um, one of the things we've been dealing with all week is knowing that Tom was out of town and that we had to uh, find a... A podcast game to play and there was a bunch of things that passed through uh our consideration that we just kind of like we're like maybe we'll do this maybe we'll do that and then we just didn't do any of those things and then it got to be like sunday night and it was like we haven't done anything we have to just pick something so i was like here's the switch just grab something and go and so you played super dodgeball <laughs> I d well, he was up here doing something, and I I was that like... something was poop. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you can talk about poop if you want. That's all I'm going to say. So he was up here playing Mahjong. <laughs> That's correct, as you do. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just looking through, and I'm like, oh, man, Super, Super Dodgeball is such a great game. I'm going to pull that up. I've never beaten that. I'm going to beat that. So I opened it on normal, which is not what I normally do. I open it on easy most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to beat that. So I started playing it, and then I'm like, this is fine. I like this game. And yeah. then he came down, and then I beat the game. And then I was like, well, he's like, well, we could do the podcast about that. 
And I was like, I don't know, it's kind of lame. It's not lame, it's great. It's it was just like, what do you say about it? What do you say? It's a good yeah. game. It's a good game. I like volleyball, it's good. I like, well, it's not even volleyball. I like dodgeball. I like volleyball, too. Yeah, volleyball's good. And actually, the NES volleyball game on the Switch service is actually, to this day, probably the best volleyball game ever made. Developers, please make a good, legit, true-to-form volleyball game. I'm begging you. Indoor six-person volleyball. Do it. I will like, give them... Maybe this is the one pre-order bonus. And you know what? Even if it's Haikyuu themed, that would be great too. You know, I like that. I mean, I think they made one for like 3DS, but it's ba the whole game is basically just like quick time events. But we didn't get it. Also true. Also, I think it was a dating sim. That's probably also correct. <laughs> so I'm just flipping through the library of games on uh, Switch Online, and I'm like, hmm, what's this? I feel like, I think I got Claymates confused with Clay Fighter. Probably. And I was like, is this that fighting yep. game? Yeah, that was and the first I thing you said. And then I opened it, and I was like, what is happening? It was the first thing you said was like, is this a, is this that fighting game? And I was like, I'm not sure, because I thought maybe it was. And the, the fighting game being Clay Fighter. Yeah. I thought it might be the same game or like an earlier version of it. Boy, it could not have been less that. Um, Claymates is a, is, is a, it's a platformer. Mostly. <laughs> Except for that one last stage. Right? Well, and also the in-between stages. Oh, okay. Which are, yeah. which are top-down puzzle stages. And also the bonus games, which are weird mode seven things. And pinball. It's specifically, like, you like Casino Night Zone? Here you go. This is Casino Night Zone, but not fun. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it, it's, it's. Like, if it were rotating, it would basically be, like, the, um, it would basically be, like, the bonus game from Sonic 1. The bad one. Mm. Yep. I was just looking up the Visual developer. Con Visual Concepts, who I, uh, I... Mostly know from doing uh, sports games on the, uh, like, from the same era. Like, I played a bunch of NHL 95. Everyone talks about 94, and 94 is real good, but NHL 95 is the one that I grew up with, so that's the one that I like. They're basically the same game. You know how annualized sports franchises go. Um, but yeah, Visual Concept was doing, Visual Concepts was doing EA sports games for a long while. And they also did Claymates. And it was published by Interplay, which is also weird. <laughs> yeah. It you start the game and you're like dropped into this this story uh, story air quotes story um it's certainly trying to be a story. There is an attempt. Scientist man makes boy clay, and then he's like, oh no, the serum is stolen. You gotta get the serum back so you can be a real boy. 
It's, I, I forget what the what the serum is actually supposed. Scientist father has developed. We've got the we got the Wikipedia page up right now. <laughs> Scientist father has developed a serum that can t- transform people to, into animals when it's combined with clay. Suddenly, Jobo the witch doctor appears and demands the formula for the serum. Yes, it's as racist as it sounds. Father refuses, to which Jobo replies by changing Clayton into a ball of clay and stealing away both his father and the serum. Clayton vows to save his father in spite of the new form and embarks on a journey through his backyard. But then also the Pacific, Japan, Africa, and outer space. Yep. He, you know. He went to space. The, the main places. He used samples of serum that are lying around in these levels for some reason. To transform into cat, to, into animals. Oh, they have names. They sure have names. Muckster the cat, Dodo the duck, Uzi the mouse, mm. Goopy the guppy, and Good. Globmeister the gopher. So it wasn't a chipmunk, it was actually a gopher. That's, that's just, that's wrong. That's just wrong. It looked like a chipmunk, I'm sorry. It's just uh, incorrect. So, yeah. <laughs> um, this game, let me tell you, I've never really, you mentioned this, this game is over-designed. Yes. And the, the foreground and the background elements Visually are, over-designed, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are confusing as hell. And the different kinds of characters, specifically the mouse, excuse me, Uzi, Uzi the mouse. Uzi moves too fast. It's literally like, hey, I like Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, let's talk about the positives, though, with the with the characters. Okay. Like, so it kind of works on a sort of pseudo-Mario power-up system where you pick up these orbs and they transform you into an animal, and that also gives you an extra hit. And if you get hit, then you lose the form and you go back to your just, like, blob. your main form is just blue blob that has a fist. You If you hit the attack button, there's just a blue fist that comes out. Yep. Um, so it's, it's basically like your hits are your form. You can get, like, you can go into animal form and then you can get an extra orb, which acts as sort of a little projectile boomerang thing. Um... And you get hit once, you lose the orb. You get hit twice, you lose the animal form, and you go back to blob form. And if you get hit again, you die. Yep. Now, it's cool that the animals all have specific uses, and they all, like, behave differently. So, like, the mouse runs fast, the cat jumps higher and can climb things, the fish works better in water. Um, Better is objective. I mean... In that it can stay in water without a timer. Subjective. I said objective. Better is subjective. Um, the gopher has, like, projectiles? Yeah. Sort of? They all kind of do. They all kind of so do, So, like, but the like... fish puts bubbles out of his mouth. Yeah. The cat scratches, so it's not really... The mouse yells? It, like, roars? It, almost like a lion? It doesn't make sense. It sounds kind of like a bark. Also, the cat has a the cat makes a meow sound when it attacks that I swear to you, 
is the exact child Simba roaring sound effect from The Lion King on SNES. Could be. It is the actual exact same when was, sound effect. Let's see, this was released in 1994. Oh, the, I'm sure that the sound effect predates both of them. I'm 100% certain. It's they just, were released in the same year. It's, I'm sure it's just a yeah. stock sound effect that they both happen to use. Because that happens a lot, actually. Yeah. Wait. Did you just... That is why! Did you just see it? I did! I, I saw it earlier. And Characters was... from Claymates would later also appear in pre-fight introductions of Clay Fighter. So it's literally oh, that's, why. That's not... Here, read this part. Battle Chess. Okay, so they they made Clay Fighter and Battle Chess. Okay. Yeah, actually the same production company made this and then went on to make Clay Fighter. That's why I got them confused. Well, because they both have the sort of claymation look to they them. They also just have the word clay in the name. Well, that's because they're clay. That's because it's claymation. Yeah. They're, they're literally the same studio doing the same style. Yeah. So... Yeah, the animal, the animal things, it, like, it's cool that they're all, like, distinctly different. They have different platforming abilities. You have to use different, like, even their size, right? The mouse goes in, like, smaller areas, and you kind of have to use it for that. But it's cool that they attempted that. The actual <laughs> execution of it oh, is no. bizarre, the I would say. The, the mouse movement. I that is the most out of control I have ever seen. That is the most like out of control ridiculously fast I have seen anything go since Blues Brothers. Since Blues Brothers NES. Yeah. Like it's faster than that. And here's the thing. They know what they're doing. Like there is a lot about this game that is clearly hard intended to be like Hey, did you all like Sonic? Sonic ain't shit. <laughs> Literally, the the people in charge are making the game quoted as saying, Clay characters were made in an attempt to have consistency of something like Flintstones in character and story, while designed to have the speed of Sonic, the maps of Mario, the colors, and colors that have never been done before. I don't know. I can't speak to the colors. Um, colors are obnoxious. The maps are bad. Um, the speed of Sonic, maybe. And I will say, when you get the mouse, it does tend to give you some pretty decent straightaways to run down without spikes at the end of them. So in that sense, it actually does have something on Sonic. <laughs> A little bit. But um, it's it's weird. They give you like little tunnels and stuff for yeah. the mouse that where it can really just pick up a ton of speed and move through. But then they also add things to increase the speed even more. And it's like I literally am going to start on fire because I'm moving so quickly. Yeah. Like if you if he From just the, if, if he like just the air friction. Yeah. If he spontaneously combusted in the tube because of how fast he, I would not be surprised. That would be rad. It would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his power. He's like super super sonic, but super oozy. Super Uzi. <laughs> the mouse. 
Yeah, the, the mouse moves too fast. Like, the only reason it even kind of works is because it generally just gives you a big open space to run through with no, with no like, issues. Which is kind of cool. But, like, to give you an idea of how much they're trying to, like, do the Sonic thing, the box touts its ability to move characters at incredible speeds thanks to its blaze processing which is no more of a real thing than blast processing is for the genesis they're both just made up words a genesis version of this game was planned but never released you think it's because a what a genesis version of the game was planned but never released this feels like a genesis game it does it actually does um I can't imagine this one did well enough for them to invest in that, and that's probably why they decided not to. The working title was Animal Connection. <laughs> I, you know what? It's hard for me to imagine that they that they were able to find a like worse name than Claymates. But that's but boy, it. they had one. Th that was it. They sure did. Um, yeah, this game is bizarre. Weirdly, the longer I played it, the more I was kind of in. I had the exact opposite experience. I would get annoyed because of like stupid like precision jumps that are just absolute bullshit because you're stuck with, you know, a specific animal in this like the mouse in precision jumping. No, thank you, because mm -hmm. he's too fast. So you give yeah. Me... The mechanics are very slippery. The momentum, like, the momentum moves you a little more than you feel like it should. It's hard to stop. Even with even with the slower characters. Yeah, and what was okay? It's a platformer. Yeah. In between every single stage, mm. you get rewarded by completing a stage with two robots. Yes. And the robots, you need to use the robots in some kind of puzzle mover. Yep, mm-hmm, yep. To move to the next area. And it is just the most bizarre structure of how you access levels. Basically, a, it, it's basically a box-pushing puzzle. Yep. Where, like, the... I'm trying to remember... I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. It's... The robots move around. You have this sort of top-down, almost Zelda-like view. It's very... It's definitely grid-based. The robots kind of move around, and they have this whole thing where it's like, they're going to hit a wall, and they're going to turn. Um, I think usually, like, clockwise... Yeah. Yeah, I think they generally I think they generally turn clockwise based on what they uh based on what they hit. Um and then there's a couple of things in the environment that you can move around like rocks or little minecarts or whatever to sort of get in their way to affect where they turn and essentially what you need them to do is pick up a power pick up like a power up like an axe or a bomb and then run into a, an obstacle like a tree or a rock so that they can then suicide on that obstacle <laughs> yeah. and clear it for you so that you can move on to the next game or move on to the next stage which is listen the the sort of puzzle sub stages mini games like i don't even know really what to call them um they're fine I, they're actually kind of fun. I mean, I always like that kind of stuff. But... Yeah, they're 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 inoffensive, but they're 
it's weird that you have to do one of them after each platforming stage. It's like, it's really, really kind of bizarre. What are you looking for? I was just looking for, I wanted to see the, the manual. Hmm. I, uh, that's very, that's very Tom of you. What is it? Yeah. Tom do this. He, he always looks up the manual and chastises me for not reading it. Yeah, the, there, the game does a lot. Yeah, you know, those ones. Bosses of Earth. Bosses on Earth. As compared to the bosses that are not on Earth. Because there are some of those. I don't know why they would... I don't know why they would specify those. I guess it just doesn't tell you what the actual final boss is. It, so, the story, if you can call it this, because it's basically just go through four worlds. You go through the stages, and you finish the stage, and then you crawl into a cannon, and it fires you into a different portion of the world, where there's just more stuff to do for reasons... You're so just, you, you start yeah. in your backyard, and then you shoot out to the middle of the ocean and do some water levels. And then you go to Japan, and then you go to Africa, which is, both of those places are as casually racist as you would expect from a 90s platformer. Um, you, have, you have samurai and sumo wrestlers in Japan, and you have strange masked men throwing spears in Africa. And then your big bad is the is the big masked voodoo doctor with his with yeah. his spear. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you free your dad, and you're like, "Hey, dad, I helped." And it's like, "How do I? I so I, I found you. How do I change back to a human?" And your dad is like, "Hey, son, thanks for saving me. The last serum is on the is on the the clay space station." And you have to defeat the Martians. And you're like, the what? Yep. And then you crawl into a cannon and you go to space. Yep. Because and reasons. In space, for some reason, it is literally the only level in the entire game, despite this whole show of shooting you in the canyon the cannon to a completely different region for some reason they have the same enemies in all of those places but then you go to the moon and it's like no we got new enemy designs here martian green men also also here's a freaking gummy ship shooter level that's just slapped in the middle here where... it's not at it's not in the middle it is the last stage. It's, yeah, you it just... is at the end of the game. It's like, hey, do this thing you haven't done before. Go. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I think the idea is that it's supposed to be a twist ending. But it's like... When it, like... there, It gets too twisty. It's too twisty. Like, like you can't just be like, it's the Martians. Out of nowhere. And be like, yeah, you gotta go beat the Martians. Go, go jump in a spaceship. It was like, why? What? Literally, why? I thought you knew how to make the serum. And so you go beat the Martians, and you shoot a Doctor Wily dude in your spaceship as as the clay ball. 
and you win and you crash land into a bottle of serum and turn back into a human and then you give a weird thumbs up and fly directly at the surface of the earth like full speed <laughs> like you're trying to cause a crater with and then no you get, cover and then you get credits you're not you're not you're you're in a little airship but you don't have a cover on it you're just mm -hmm. in space and able to breathe no problems and you can enter max speed through the atmosphere with no issue and it's clearly earth they're not trying to mess around and be like you're in a different universe no this is earth you're it's, flying it's clay earth it is clay i guess that's true um, I want to just point out some di the different names and why this doesn't make any sense. Names of what now? Enemies. Okay. Names of enemies. Throughout Earth. Throughout Earth. Only Earth. Bulldog. Sure. Just He's just a dog. Yeah, just a bulldog. That's fine. There were dogs. Uh, Mailable ducks? Is what is listed here? Malable? Mm -hmm. Malleable? I mean, I think the idea is that they're supposed to be malleable because they're like clay, but that would require there to be another L. So it actually just looks like malleable, like like male, like the like the gender. Yeah. Prickly snails. Yeah. No. Those are yeah. Those are particularly bad because you have to hit them twice because they have. Spiky... And then their shells fly at you and hit yeah. you. You, you you hit them and this and the shell flies off, but then the shell still has a hitbox and it's it goes into you were talking about the the visual over design. It is not clear at all what it is that will and will not damage you. Yep. Things that look like spikes, things that look like they will damage you are through. just foreground or background elements. And a simple texture on the wall that just looks like it's slightly jagged is like, no, those are spikes. You're dead now. Yeah. It's it's very, very, very unclear. We got snapper heads. Mm-hmm. Bouncing balls of clay found in many of the water areas on Earth. You can avoid them due to their low intelligence. Awesome. Okay. Clay-nosed sharks. Sure. Fine. Sharks. Sumo wrestlers. That's correct. They're looking for someone to squish because that's how sumo works. Spitting like, clay millions. Oh, those must be, those are the, wait, spitting. The chameleons. I, I thought you said spinning because there were those things in the water levels that are just like, you were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're just having a time. They're just going, they're just going nuts. Zoo, 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 zoo. Mud skippers. Fine. Claymoto dragons. Shut up. Samurai. I mean, yeah. Straight up. Evil clouds. Wait, when? Oh, clouds. Sorry, I thought you said clowns. No. Like like it. Yeah, yeah. no. There were evil clouds. This is another thing. So in the background, you got some clouds you can kind of jump on. Mm -hmm. And they got little happy faces. And yep. then there are clouds that have evil faces and throw lightning bolts at you. Those ones are sad. And then there's some that are yellow that just look like they're high. Yeah. They have those ones. Bees. These are just normal bees, but they still pack a nasty sting trying to hit their beehive or you'll get even, you'll, you will anger even more of them. So like, basically like, it's just bees. Don't bother them. Okay. Straight up. You're clay. You're a ball of clay. What is a bee going to do to you? Apparently pop you. That's not how clay works. That's how it works in this game. No. You get hit by something, you pop. You do pop. So it's like. It's like, like, when did we become a balloon? 
weasels, and homing mines. Yeah, okay, I remember seeing the homing mines. This is what I don't understand. There's no cohesion in the type of enemies that you're facing. Not really. Because it's like, okay, most of them are animals. So you think, okay, we're animals or animal fighting other animals or whatever. But they had to introduce humans just in the places that are foreign enough for them to be racist. Yeah. And only in those two, it, only in Japan and Africa, where they could have, like, the Japanese people and the African people, quote unquote. Because, yeah. like, if they wanted to be consistent and give you, like, human enemies in each stage, the backyard could have just been, like, neighborhood bully kids. The water stage could have had pirates. That would have been actually kind of dope. Right? But no. 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 They had, like, the enemies in those two are animals, and the implication, then, is that the foreigners fall into the same category. Yep. It's not great. It's not a good look. Mm-mm. But it's, it, you know what? It's very 90s. That's true. Like... That was not something we would have thought about at the time. We should have, but it just wasn't in our... That wasn't something we'd look at and be like, yeesh. It's just, it goes to show how far we've come as a, as a culture. There was, I, I think within the first five minutes of playing the game, we were in a stage and there's like all these little signs pointing towards the end of the yeah. stage and at one point there were like two or three of them on the screen at, at the, the same, same time, time. Yep. and i was like i get it game i go understand that which way. way i'm supposed to go it's trying to teach you to go right to get to the end of the stage so one of the things that they used in their marketing is like the speed of sonic and the maps of mario right boy yeah no it does not have the maps of Mario, let me tell you. Because straight up, there's a bunch of stages where you just gotta, like, go to the left to a dead end where there's a little, like, random warp spot that brings you over to the right closer to the ending. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that you have to do it, but you gotta do it. Remember that dog? Oh, yeah, there was just a big beagle or a, a, a basset hound yep. that flew with his ears or whatever, and, like, he just hopped from parts of the stage. That's another thing. The boss fights were just, just terrible. They're all pretty bad. The, the final boss fight was, like, the guy with the spear on Earth. This, the second to last boss, yeah, boss it, fight. Yeah, on Earth, the final boss fight. <laughs> the, fi the final boss on Earth, yeah. yeah. He's just, like, stabby-stab with a spear. He jumps around and just pokes towards you like three times and then resets and then pokes again. And it's just like, okay, I get it. Yeah, he literally teleports from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen and just kind of waves the spear in front of him. There's no projectiles. There's no any of that. Now, I don't know that he might not have done something if you like let him because there's clouds at the top of the screen and he's got kind of like a lightning action going on his spear. So I feel like maybe he would, like, activate one of the clouds and have it start shooting lightning. But maybe you just hit him fast enough where that just didn't happen? Yeah. It's possible? It may be. I don't know. So one of the most cool, like, one of the coolest things about Wikipedia articles on games like this is in the, in the footnotes, you can actually, now that the internet archive is a thing mm -hmm. you can actually read old magazine clippings about these games 
just straight from the Wikipedia page and I've happened to pull up an advertisement review, which is just an advertisement for the game. Yeah. In most cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's how it works. If I were to open this game or this magazine and see this <laughs> yeah. layout mm-hmm. of this article, I would be like, what is this game? What is happening? And we played it and I'm still, what is this Literally game? Literally still what? I mean, I think the the biggest confusion is, like, looking over at the side, and it's like, okay, there's pinball, which, mm, don't know if I'd call that pinball, sure. Oh, that's how you get to that. You have to get clay, and then you go to pinball. I didn't put that together. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah, no, that's... I don't know how you get to the... to what they're apparently calling bounder. And that just, like, you... It doesn't tell you in the magazine how you get to that. There's two bonus games you can get to, one of which has to do with, like, jumping around on lit-up tiles on a Mode 7 screen, and one of which is just, like, an insane pachinko machine, where you just bounce around and get, like... This game gives you, like, a gazillion extra lives all the time. Like, it's kind of nuts. I think that... (laughs) I really just think that the the way that the game plays is fine and i know i know when when this game and a couple others got dropped onto the the snes online platform on the Mm -hmm, switch mm -hmm. people were like what Mm -hmm. why yeah why and the answer is of course because these are cheap and no one knows about them and so there's like basically zero licensing fees to put it out there yeah like this is the quality of game that we are willing to give you for free. Because if we were to throw, like, Castlevania up there, like people actually want, then Konami's gonna, like, have their hand out. You know? If you put Street Fighter up there, Capcom's gonna be like, okay, where's mine? Mm-hmm. But you put, you know, Claymates, which is made by uh, Visual Concepts and... Published by now defunct Interplay, then it's like, uh, who even owns that? Some probably some venture capital firm who will be like a thousand bucks. We'll take that. Cool. Didn't think I'd make anything off of this. I am upset. I am looking at a UK review page. In which (laughs) Claymates scores a point lower on the same page as Bob. (laughs) And I I don't have anything more to say. (laughs) Yeah, go back and listen to that podcast. I don't, I don't. This, like, this has injured me. These are, like, of the two games that, uh, of the, of the, all the games we've done for the podcast, these two specifically are probably the ones that I would recommend most for Cuso Grande. (laughs) Because they're weird. Like... They're bad, but they're playable, and they're weird and kind of fun and interesting in some ways. Like, they're not boring. I'll give them that. 
they don't play well. No. And they're not especially fun. But, like, they are interesting and bizarre to actually experience. And for, like, that is actually something that I appreciate. Legitimately. Um, but I'll, I'll just straight up say it. We got, like, two and a half worlds through this. It was about the halfway point of the game, and I was like, I do not want to play this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to look up a long play, and I'm going to, like, watch the last few stages of this while I fall asleep. Which I did. Yep, we both Because I think one of the big things is, like, there's some kind of fun, kind of interesting stuff to this, but boy does it get samey. Yeah. Like... And the weird part is, there. okay... You play as the mouse and the cat and the fish a lot. Mm -hmm. But you hardly ever play as a gopher. Yeah, you get them for like a couple of boss fights. And that's about it. Like, And I feel like they could have done a lot more with... And it's not clear because they have the, the little change balls or whatever that mm -hmm. you, you switch to the different characters in very specific places. Right. But you can ignore them and still get through a lot of the areas, but there's some places where nothing is possible. You can't make jumps. You can't fit in certain spots. And it 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 doesn't feel... It feels like the, the idea was there. Mm -hmm. The execution was poor. Mm -hmm. And they just decided... That's good enough. That's this is fine. We're done Ship here. It. Ship it. Slap a label on it. It got an eighty in Nintendo Magazine as a review. I mean, it seems to have reviewed reasonably well, and I can't, in good conscience, like necessarily say it's a bad game. Like, it is. It is ambitious, sort of innovative. It's got some fun stuff to it. It is. I, boring. Oh, God, this review nails it. I love it. Okay. It seems like Interplay has tried to cram as many game styles as possible into Claymates, and they should be commended for attempting, attempting to do so. However, they have also managed to cram in one extra feature, what we like to call the Bubsy Factor. Oh, dear God, yes. You know, where you're tooling along quite happily only to run into an uh, unseen enemy or haphazard, which is a pr pretty big problem. But off screen, you can't see these yes. enemies. You just keep, and if you have the mouse, screw it, you're going you're gonna to run it. You were saying you don't run into pits. You know what you run into is enemies. Yeah, you do. You run straight into an enemy, and then you're like, I didn't even know he was there because he was off screen. Yep. You don't and have that... time to prepare for that. Yeah, the scrolling is the scrolling is weird, and the and the screen is is zoomed in too far for how fast you move, so you don't have enough time to react. To those <laughs> the things. characters are all easily controlled, apart from the pesky little clay ball. Excuse me, did you play as the mouse? Anyway. Listen, you can't expect much from review magazines in the 90s. He also said that the, that the music was like Danny Elfman Beetlejuice music. And I'm like... I've not seen that movie, so I can't really confirm or deny. But I will say, the music does hit that, like... 
It does hit that sort of like Tim Fallen. Le- it's not as good as Tim Fallen music. No, no. But it does hit that level of like, hey, this is actually pretty good. What is it doing in this bad of a game? Yep. Like, the music outshines the, like, what it's playing over. I will give it that. You'll see in, like, you know, a few seconds when we actually start playing it. Because I don't have much more to add. (laughs) You know what? If you're vaguely interested in seeing what it's about, I would say play a couple worlds or check out a long play. It's not really worth much. I think if you play, like, two stages of it, you've basically seen almost all of it. The only thing you're missing is the big plot twist at the end where it's like, hey, you beat the guy you thought was the big bad, but JK, it's the Martians. Yep. Go. Which, yeah, you're not missing much. You're really, really, really not missing much. So Tom will be back next week? Tom should be back next week. Your computer will be back this week. that's That's the hope. And hopefully the the hard drives have been transferred over with care and we've not lost any data. We'll hope. Yep. And uh, and everything will be good. And thanks for recording with me. Thanks for letting me borrow your computer for a few hours so that we can get this recorded and (laughs) not miss our cadence. Yeah, that's fun. I mean... I, I like I like recording with you. It's, I, nice. it's fun. I didn't hate the game. I think it's it's kind of one of those weird like I, I don't hate it, but I kind of hate it. But I, I can't stop playing it for some reason. It's maybe it was the weird puzzle levels in between that I was really like into. You know what know. it is? The whole thing is fascinating and weird, and you just kind of couldn't look away from it. But just play Super Dodgeball. Yeah, that's also racist. Thank <laughs> you.